Welcome to the Radiant Podcast. We are so glad you joined us today. This podcast features messages, interviews, and discussions from Radiant Church located in Seneca, South Carolina. For more information about Radiant, visit RadiantChurchSC.com. Here's today's episode. Now, we just started a new series of talks last week called Stay Positive. Our world is full of negativity. I mean, 2020 has been a very difficult year, right? It's also an election year on top of that, and so negative and cynical news cycles abound everywhere. It's just difficult to remain positive, but if you're going to follow Jesus, you can't be cynical. You can't be negative. Instead, you need to be walking in the hope and joy that Christ can bring to any and every situation. In fact, as we learned last week in our talk, there exists a loving God who wants to work everything out for your future good. And if you love and follow him, that promise is just for you. That should be reason enough, I think, right, to stay positive even in a year like 2020. Fortunately for us, though, right here in South Carolina, we were never really under some strict stay-at-home orders. We kind of had stay-at-home or work orders, which will let you kind of you know, go to and from where you wanted to go. But I know some of you are watching from different states right now that you're still under those orders, right? And so in early spring, we were kind of in the same boat you're in, but we were voluntarily staying home. And we learned a thing or two about our families when we stayed home. I happen to have small children, so this isn't necessarily a lesson that I learned per se, but I bet you guys with older kids or teenagers, I bet you learned this lesson pretty quick. You didn't know you got another kid, right? Like you didn't know you had another kid. Uh, and that kid's name is nobody. That's right, nobody. You know, nobody drank all the milk and put the empty carton back in the fridge. Nobody left a mess in the playroom. Nobody forgot to take out the trash. Nobody used up all the hot water. Like nobody is all over the place. Now you've never seen nobody, right? But he's there. It's kind of like the whole elf on the shelf thing. Only nobody sticks around all year long and you never know what he'll do and where he'll strike next, right? Everybody has a nobody somewhere, especially parents. You just never know what nobody is going to do. But I'll tell you what, man, it's enough to get you mad get you frustrated. It's enough to get you complaining a little bit, right? Now, if you're a serial complainer, we got a term for that, okay? It's uh, it's what we would call a Karen. Now, if your name is Karen, my sincerest apologies, okay? I didn't make this up. I'm a millennial, but the generation behind me, Gen Z, they really grabbed onto this one incident, kind of went viral, became a meme, and now everybody who consistently complains or feels entitled or acts in that kind of way is called a Karen. So, I think Karens are most prevalent, by the way, in coffee shops. That's just, just me, maybe, but I think Karens all over coffee shops. I walk into a coffee shop, and the one thing I want is hot black coffee. I like it strong. I like it black. I like it plain. But you might have a Karen who walks in there, and Karen walks up, and she goes, I want a hot cold brew with non-fat whip and 1% milk. Now, if that doesn't make sense to you, <laughs> you ain't alone, because it don't make sense to me neither. But I want you to know, I, I even know what a hot cold breathing is, right? I, I, I heard that ordered one time, I kid you not. So if you get the order wrong, right? I want you to know, if you get the order wrong, maybe it's 2% milk or maybe, you know, you're just like, we don't serve hot cold brew. That's just hot coffee, you know? Boom, Karen, because Karen's all up in your business telling you how you got that order wrong. You know what I'm saying? That's a Karen. The truth is, is we all know some Karens. And if we're honest, you might even have a little bit of a Karen inside of us too. We complain about all kinds of things. We complain about the weather being too hot or 
or too cold. We complain about it being too rainy. It hasn't rained enough, maybe. Uh, we need to wear masks, and we're tired of wearing masks. I don't know if you know this or not, but it's really hard to stay positive if you're complaining all the time. Man, it's hard to stay positive. You're just around somebody who's complaining all the time, right? But the good news is this, that there is a cure for complaining, and it's called gratitude. Head over to Proverbs 15 for me, if you would. And in case you're not familiar with Proverbs, this is called the Book of Wisdom here in the Bible. It's full of really great godly wisdom, but also it's got this common sense stuff in it too, right? Most of them were written by a king named Solomon, but there were others who contributed to the sayings as well. And one of the things I used to try to do, and I want to encourage you to do too, is to read a chapter of Proverbs every single day because they're pretty quick, they're short, and you know, there's 31 chapters. So you can actually get through the entire book in one month. And that is a lot of wisdom if you can do that 12 months out of the year, right? Proverbs 15, 13 says this, that a glad heart makes a happy face, but a broken heart, crushes the spirit. Now, if you want to raise the quality of your life, and if you want to actually enhance your outlook, stay positive by having a glad heart. Now, research actually backs this up. Psychologists have discovered that gratitude eliminates toxic emotions. So if you're a complainer, that's a toxic emotion we need to eliminate, okay? But it reduces pain, did you know that? But it also improves sleep quality aids in stress regulation, reduces anxiety and depression. There's a whole, another proverb, by the way, 1722 says this, a cheerful heart is good medicine because it's one of God's natural ways to improve your overall health, physically, mentally, emotionally. There's no side effects either to this, by the way. You don't have the guy you know, in the commercial trying to read things as fast as he can about all the ways the medicine can harm you, including death, you know? Like you just want to fix the headache or calm your tummy down and the guy's like, high blood pressure, upset stomach diarrhea, and death. You know, you're like, oh my gosh, death, I just want ibuprofen. Uh, there's no side effects here, none. In fact, gratitude becomes a gateway to peace in your life. Yeah, that's right. You can't have peace, bro, if you're complaining all the time because you'll find something wrong every single place you look. It's impossible. I mentioned in our last talk, I'm, I'm an optimistic realist, so I know that sounds kind of strange, but what I mean by that is this, that I'm a realist who believes in the best, who's hopeful for a positive outcome. Now, that was not always the case. All right. I wasn't always optimistic in my outlooks. I was much more pessimistic. I wasn't quite like on Eeyore's level, but I was probably hanging out with Debbie Downer for sure. And some years ago, I realized that having a negative, cynical outlook is not who I wanted to be. And I got around a lot of people who would always complain and, you know, they kind of put their best Karen face on, you know, every day. And I realized I hated being around that because I didn't want to turn out like those guys. And I mean, you know, Jesus himself could walk in the room and these people would find something to complain about, you know? You look like a hippie, Jesus cut some hair. Oh, you didn't do that miracle fast enough. Like, you, they'd find something. So, I mean, you know, I made it a point to strive to be thankful for at least something. And that one something became two things, then three things, and it kind of snowballed. And now, you know, I'm, I'm pretty grateful. Now, I have my moments like everybody else, but I'm overly optimistic since I've made that change to embrace gratitude in my life. And I'm far more at peace, too, in how I live. So let me take you to a letter in the New Testament called Philippians. It's going to help me show you that you can move into that gateway of peace that gratitude can lead to. Now, the guy who wrote Philippians, his name is Paul, the exact same guy who wrote Romans. We looked at that letter last week, right? Paul's writing the letter to the Philippian Christians from prison. 
So you wanna put gratitude in a whole new context right off from a jail cell. So keep this in mind as you're reading Philippians chapter four. Check out chapter four, verse four. Paul says this, always be full of joy in the Lord. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let everyone know that you're considerate in all that you do. And remember, the Lord is coming soon. Anytime as you see something repeated in scripture multiple times, it's important. It's there for emphasis. So Paul's saying, man, be full of joy. And to make sure you understand I'm pretty serious, I'm going to say it again, bro. Rejoice. Have some joy in your life. Your New Testament, it wasn't written in English. You probably, you know, guessed that at least if you didn't know. Uh, it was written in a first century language called uh, Koinonia Greek, all right? I mean, no one speaks that version of Greek anymore. But in that Greek language, the word for rejoice that Paul uses actually means to be glad with grace. And I, I know that probably doesn't mean much to you, right? But let me explain to you why this is so important. The word grace, that gets thrown around an awful lot in church circles, doesn't it? And it means to have unmerited favor from God. So you get something you didn't deserve. And when you pair it with joy, you're having a joy which comes from God that you did not earn or deserve either. And that's why if my joy is given to me from God, I can stay positive, I can stay joyful and hopeful, no matter the situation or circumstance that I'm in, because if God has given it to me, nothing and nobody can take it away. Now he keeps going at verse number six. He says this, don't be anxious about anything, but instead pray about everything. Now in our last talk, we were in Romans chapter eight. And Paul says in Romans chapter eight, verse 28, that God is working everything out for the good for those who love him. Same idea here, okay? Don't worry about anything. Don't be anxious. Why? Because God is working things out for your good. So, you know, what should you do then? Well, Paul says you should pray about it, right? Pray about everything instead. Don't just pray about everything, though. Tell God what you need and thank him. Oh, there it is. Gratitude, right? For all he's done. When is the last time you thank God for all he's done? Like, we're pretty good at telling God what we need, aren't we? But we're not always so good at telling God that we're thankful for the house he's given us, you know? We're thankful for the car that we have. We're thankful for the job or jobs we've been given to provide. Or thankful for the crazy family we got. Or thankful we live in a state like South Carolina. I'm just being real. Like, I feel for you guys to live in some of the other states right now, okay? Most of us tend to learn, or I'm sorry, lean more on the, the complainer side of things than the grateful side of things. Now watch what happens next, all right? Because if you have a, a heart of gratitude, which allows you to be joyful in any and every circumstance, then Paul says in verse number seven, you will experience God's peace, which will exceed anything we can understand. And his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That, that continued in the verse eight there. You know what happens when you're complaining all the time? You're heaping stress and anxiety on yourself. And that, by the way, will not complete you. It will actually tear you apart. It'll rip you into a thousand different directions. Paul says, stop it. Don't be anxious about all that you've got going on. You ever noticed how anxiety tends to paralyze you? You know, like when you're anxious, you can't get anything other than what it is you're anxious about off your mind. It dominates your thought process. It dominates your life. And worse, it leads you to take out that stress that's building from the anxiety on people you love and care about the most. So your kids at home will suffer, right? 
your spouse suffers, the dog suffers. Nobody is better around you. They're feeling the effects of your anxiety from your stress and your worry and your fear. But peace is the opposite. See, peace actually completes you. It makes you whole. And God's peace, it makes you whole in body, mind, and soul. It goes so much deeper. Why? Because Paul tells his readers that God's peace guards your heart. So where does God's peace come from? Well, remember, I said gratitude is a gateway to peace, right? Gratitude comes from the joy rooted in God's grace. We've been given something that we don't deserve or couldn't earn when we have grace, right? So God is freely giving us this grace, which allows us to be full of joy no matter what situation we find ourselves in. Jesus said it like this, Luke chapter 6, verse 45. He says, hey, what you say, it flows from what's inside of your heart. You begin to express gratitude and you experience peace. Guess what happens, man? You're not a Karen anymore, all right? You're not a complainer. You're, not, you're staying positive. You're speaking life into people. You know, ever notice how complainers, they speak so much negativity, it at least feels like death when you're around them? Yeah, nobody who has God's joy and peace does that. You're speaking life that's lifting people up and encouraging them. And so Paul's going to end our passage today with these words to help us stay focused and fixed and positive, right, on the right thing that can lead to gratitude and joy and peace. It says, fix your thoughts on what's true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Why would Paul pen those words? Because what we think about transforms our heart. Proverbs 23, 7 tells us this. It's kind of a theme verse for our talk, a series of talks we're doing right now, right? And, and, and that verse says that as a person thinks, so he becomes. So, you know, your life is really a reflection of your thoughts. At the start of the year, I bet you felt really good, right? You know, things were rolling and uh, going your way pretty well. Maybe Q1 sales were off the charts, right? And then the pandemic hit and worry set in and the stock market had a big collapse and anxiety starts taking root and then your job goes remote and the school for your kids goes remote and fear becomes real and tangible because there's so much unknown. And even as the fog began to clear later, we get an idea of what's going on. You're still not out of the woods because it's not like all life's problems magically went on hold because of COVID. Like they're still here. And for some people, they're even worse because of the pandemic and the effects that it's had. And for some of you, you know, uh, the opposite happened. Everything actually got better. You focused on Jesus. You know, God was your source of joy and God gave you peace. And that was great. But for others of you, it didn't get any better at all. It actually got a lot worse and borderline depression began to set in. And it just feels like you're being pulled apart. It feels like there's not an end in sight for you. And all the stress and the worry and the fear is gripping you. And it kind of led you to speak negatively and live negatively. And you became that dreaded Karen, right? The horrendous complainer. And no one's uplifted, uplifted around you. People might even try to avoid avoid you because they know that, man, when you come around, we know what you're going to talk about. We know what you're going to complain about. You're already sucking the, the hope and life and encouragement right out of the room when you come in. But Paul says, man, there's a better way to handle all of this. Have some joy in your life. Have some joy again. Tell God what you need. Pray about what's going on. Thank God for what he's done in your life and the peace that you want so bad that Christ can bring. It'll overflow in your heart and your life. See, there's a cure for complaining. There's a cure for the negative outlook. And it's called gratitude. And it looks like a person who's living an honorable life, who's acting justly, whose thoughts are pure and lovely. Sounds really good, doesn't it? 
I mean, who doesn't want to live a life like that? Some of you, you know, you're listening today or watching today and you're going to jump at the chance to have a life of peace. You want to go all in, right? But by Wednesday, <laughs> you're going to want to quit because it's hard to stay positive in a negative world. It's a, it's a grind, bro. And you got to keep going. You can't stay here in the negativity. You got to be grateful and allow God's peace to settle in and overflow in your life and not quit. And, and what you'll find is when you do that, you'll experience a lot of worry. You'll have fear, anxiety, all those types of things. But when you have that gratitude, man, that cure for the anxiety, the cure for the worry, God's peace comes in and it's enough to get you through and stay positive and help you live radiantly in a dark world. And as people begin to ask you like, hey, why are you so calm? You got a story to tell. Hey, I'm full of God's joy. God's joy made me grateful for what I have and what he's doing. That's why I've got peace in my life. It's why I'm in the middle of a crazy storm like y'all are too, but I'm just not panicking. I'm not going crazy. And, and here's the really good news. Like what I have, you can have it too. See, staying positive now becomes a connecting point to introduce people to Jesus who can bring them peace as well. So maybe, I don't know, you're watching, listening today, and you need that peace, right? Maybe you need to let go of the fear and the worry and the anxiety. This negative living, it can, it, it, there's no way it can have a positive impact on your life. You can't change anything when you're negative. You can't impact people living like that. So you're ready for a change. You know, you need the cure for gratitude, right? Uh, you need the cure of gratitude. I, I, I just want to pray for you here today so your life can do a complete 180. And so as you embrace the joy and the grace and the peace that God has for you, I pray that you're going to stay positive in your situation. Situation. I pray that you're going to stay positive and that God's peace will reign supreme in your life, man. And that as you stay positive, living with grace and, and, and peace and joy and gratitude, others will take notice. And opportunities to connect them to Jesus, who can bring them peace to, will begin to surface all around you. So can I pray with you here today? God, I love you, man. I thank you for those who are watching and listening right now who say, Pastor, I, I, I need this. I need this peace. I need, to, I need a cure for complaining. I'm tired of being negative. I want to stay positive. I need joy back in my life again. Lord, I pray that right now they surrender everything over to you. That God would say, all right, here's my hopes, here's my fears, here's my worry, here's my dreams. I'm giving everything over to you, God. The good, the bad, the ugly, it's all belonging to you. And Lord, what I want instead is I just, I just want your peace. Thank you for all that you've done for me. Actually, just begin to tell God right now all the things you're thankful for. Lord, thank you for my job. Thank you for my house. Thank you, God, for a car. Lord, thank you that I got food at home. I don't have to worry about you know trying to go hungry today. I have food in the, in the cupboards, man. Lord, thank you for for, you know, the finances you've, you provided for me. I mean, I have everything I need, uh, but, but, I, but I got enough to get me through. Lord, thank you for the clothes I got. I mean, let's begin to thank God because even those little things, that begins to help you, you know, embrace the peace that God can bring. And Lord, I, I pray that as they're thanking you for what you've done and what you've given them and what you're going to do, that, Lord, you begin to unlock that gratitude in their hearts and that gateway to peace to begin to open. And, Lord, I pray that that peace that surpasses all understanding begins to settle in their heart and their soul, that in the chaos of the storm that they're going through right now, they can be calm and peaceful and that their life would be a, a great example, a great witness to people that, hey, I got a lot going on. Most folks would be panicking right now, but I'm at peace because I have joy and gratitude that's coming straight from the heart of God. May it be a connecting point they can make with people in conversations as they begin to tell their story of why they can be so calm, why they have peace. May folks want the peace that they have. And may these guys, Lord, be able to lead others to you and to know you on a deeper level. We thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you, God, that you are 
are uh, the, the author and perfecter of our faith who brings us incredible joy and brings us peace, God, in the middle of some of life's craziest storms. We ask all this in your name. Amen. All right. Hey, here's what I want to do for you before you leave here today. Okay, I want to remind you real quick that we are meeting physically now. We're no longer a church plant per se. We are now a church. And so if you're in the area and you're local, I want to invite you to come on out to Radiant Church located in Seneca. We're a little over four miles from Clemson University as well. And so if you're in the Clemson Central area, come on out our way too, okay? Now, if you're not local, hey, check this out, RadiantChurchSC.com. That needs to be bookmarked wherever you're at. You can watch every episode, uh, every message, you can subscribe to our podcast, get every episode that way. And of course, we might have some different episodes down the road where we'll go deeper in some topics or we'll interview folks. You want to make sure that you're listening to those things. But if, if we're your church and you're like, man, I live in Raleigh or I live in California, wherever you're, you're at, where we have people watching from all over the place. If, if, if we're your church, hey, fantastic. I'm so glad we're able to be a part of, of your life. Do me a favor. Let us know. We want to help you with what those next steps are and how you can reach people wherever you live. But also, we can help connect you to a local body wherever you happen to be at. And so if you say, Pastor, I love Radiant, I'm all in, but I want to be part of a local body near me, we'll help you do that. So let us know because we want to help you connect to the right place, okay? Now, coming up uh, on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and on our website now, we have our Radiant Kids online experience. If you have not seen this yet, man, grab your preschool or elementary uh, kid, sit down. We have experiences just for those age groups right there for you. Uh, there are parents queue and guide uh, downloads you can have on our website that'll give you activities you can do with your kids throughout the week we want to make sure that we are equipping you at home if that's where you're watching from okay or listening from hey i'm so glad that you're a part of radiant church wherever you're at here today i hope we get to see you physically with us one day if you're watching or listening online somewhere uh, but man I'm, I'm just privileged and honored that we're able to be a part of your life wherever you're at have an amazing rest of your week man and i will see you guys uh right here next time Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us, you can do so by emailing us at media at radiantchurchsc.com or visit one of our social accounts on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes and give us a five-star rating on the podcast platform that you listen to. We hope you have an amazing rest of your day. 